Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Leadoff Man Podcast, and this is our state tournament edition um, presented by Sioux City Ford over on Singing Hills, Pizza Ranch on Floyd Boulevard, Kids Eat Free on Tuesdays, and our good friends uh, from Fairway Grocery Stores of Siouxland. We certainly appreciate their sponsorship. And uh, today we're checking in on uh, some Siouxland teams that are battling and uh, Carroll, Iowa City, and then of course we've got uh, softball Mitch going on over in Fort Dodge per usual. So uh, let's get to it and uh, update folks on how we're doing here. So the 1A tournament started in uh, Carroll yesterday. Softball for 1A and 2A is starting uh, today in Fort Dodge. So uh, Remsen and West Monona will get to those uh, gals here after we talk a little bit of baseball because Baseball first round has already been played, and yep. two of the three teams in the Siouxland area have advanced. Uh, first one we'll talk about was the first one of the day at uh, Merchants Park in Carroll. Kingsley Pearson takes out South Winnishek, and uh, a game where the first inning was going to dictate it and how South Winnishek plays is to get runs early. They did exactly the opposite. KP came out and just exploded in that first inning and really built uh, a good uh, – you know, lead, a steady lead, 5 nothing after the first, and they kind of held on to that all the way through. Um, South, The Warriors, uh, South Winnishek, did get a run in the fourth inning. KP then responded with a run in the, uh, the fifth, ending the game uh, in seven innings at 6-1 to one was the final score. And you talk about uh, guys pitching. Evan Newman started on the mound for uh, Kingsley Pearson, had six strikeouts, pitched five in the third innings, and then Connor uh, Bellner came in at the end Pitched the remaining innings, had three strikeouts. Uh, you know, just a solid game. Good pitching uh, yeah. by Kingsley Pearson. Uh, great defense on all sides. You know, Bo Goodwin was uh, the the hit leader really with three hits uh, in his at bats. He had a triple and two RBIs. Um, but just KP just doing a lot of things the right way, getting guys on, building a big lead early and helping themselves out. And then you know, on the defensive side, not letting anything. Uh, not letting the moment get too big for them. Um, they've been there before. They knew they were they were a good team to end up uh, being able to win. Got out of some jams. Had a couple guys on second and third. I believe at one time or another, able to get out of innings. And you know now they see themselves you know playing on and having a chance, being the the top seed. You know you're going to get everyone's best best shot. Eight seed or two seed, doesn't matter who it is, you're going to get everyone's best shot. So they knew they were going to get uh, South Winnipeg's best shot, but they were able to, to hold on, and now it goes to, to game two, and then you got one more game until the championship game. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned it right off the top. They settled in early, did a nice job building a lead in the first inning. And uh, this is a team coming into the state tournament that's been on a roll here the last month um, and just really playing good team ball. Um, very good defensively, and uh, you know you mentioned Newman, a really efficient pitching effort um, to start out the tournament for them. And that's what you want. You want to get your guys that are that are not making a tournament uh, debut, but going down the tournament. You want them to be calm and, yeah. and, and settled in. And I think KP did a, a great job of that. Now. Wednesday, they go to play at 7 o'clock against a really good Lisbon team. They had some, some nice black and red pinstripe unis on. Uh, mm-hmm. Their game, you look good, play good. They beat Burlington <laughs> Notre Dame 5 yeah. That's a, It's a, a matchup of teams that are really identical. Um, you know, runs scored 9.1 for, uh, you know, 
per game for Lisbon, 9.6 for KP, 2.6 runs against for Lisbon, uh, two runs given up, about 20 away in uh, total at-bats, almost same in hits, uh, close in singles, almost identical in doubles, almost identical in triples, you know, and five off in home runs. This is a this is two teams that play um, extremely identical. Uh, we talk about Boston Duskett on one side, Landon Stolt, uh, Stolte uh, for Lisbon, kind of the identical player, hitting 447, um, got 36 RBIs, uh, 10 doubles, a triple, three home runs, um, and is their leader in RBIs and hits. And then, uh, you know, obviously Evan Newman not able to pitch. Um, I believe the rest of the way he went out of his, his right. entire pitch count. So he'll be done. I would assume uh, you may might even have Boston on the mound yeah. uh, for game two. Uh, for them, uh, you know, Hunter Clarks is, is a guy that's pitched 44 innings for them, 56 strikeouts as a senior. And then Cohen Compamus, uh, another guy, 47 innings pitched and a 1.4 ADRA. It's just a heavy-leaded senior team on both sides that, you know, they don't want their last game to be Wednesday. They want their last game to be on Friday in the, the, the state championship game. Two teams that play identical. Um, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer in the realm of a, you know, a 4-5 game. Yeah. Uh, could come down to it. Kingsley Pearson being the higher seed, they are going to be the home team. That definitely is an advantage to you. Um, and they basically, I think, coming out, just you want to do exactly what you did you know, just to, to South Winnishick, get runs early and then play with a lead and not to where you want to play super defensive the entire game. But if you, you have a lead, then you're maybe able to do a couple different things pitching wise. Maybe you're able to pull a guy um, after 30 pitches to, to where he's going to be able to play, uh, you know, on Friday. Maybe you, you limit some some different guys in the batting order and able to do different things, sacrifice some bunts, get some guys mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but from what KP has done so far, uh, their chances against Lisbon are just as good as anyone's. You just got to go in now and prove that, hey, we're the one seed for a reason, and we're going to make this tournament ours. Yeah, I, I really like this KP team, and uh, I think they got the right mix to go ahead and advance here. Um, again, uh, you play sound defense. That's going to help you and the team out. And, uh, you know, those early runs are big. So maybe they can scratch a crooked number across the board there in the first inning and, uh, you know, give whoever's on the mound a little bit of a cushion there to work with. Right. And you talked about defense. A defensive game played on the opposite to the bottom part of the bracket. Rems and St. Mary's versus St. Ansgar. And, I mean, Tate Meyer pitched a, a heck of a game uh, for, for the Saints of St. Ansgar. And... It took until the sixth inning and a bit of really key, uh, you know, bunt slash base hitting for Rems and St. Mary's to get on the board. A um, couple of plays at the plate that were really close that were, you know, good base running by, by Rems and St. Mary's. They were able to put three in the sixth, on the sixth spot there in the sixth inning, uh, winning that and then shutting the door in the seventh by a score of one to three. Super defensive on both sides. You know, Colin Holman on the mound. The sophomore for Rums and St. Mary's, I thought did a really good job. Fit, pitched five and two thirds, had six strikeouts. Um, besides the one, uh, you know, run that was given up, and it wasn't even an earned run; it was an unearned run. Um, so, you know, not allowing an earned run to go by them, uh, you know, just it, it was never. Remsen, you could feel even, you know, obviously it's a one-run game, but they were never out of the game. They got yeah. guys over, yeah. you know, I believe they had bases loaded at one point. Um, runners in scoring position, about 10 guys left in critical scoring position that they weren't able to move over until that sixth inning. You knew that 
eventually the 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 walls were gonna fall down, yeah. and they were able to get someone over. And you know, it just it took a little bit longer than usual for for Remsen, and but they got the job done, got those three runs across, and then shut the door. Uh, and you know, now they look poised to. We were hoping to go up against Galen Catholic, but they're gonna go up against a really good Linville Sully team coming up next. Yeah, it'll it'll be a dandy, and uh, you know, you come out of the box uh, like like they did, and uh, you know. Some kids get down, you know, but they didn't panic. They've got good leadership. They're well coached, and uh, they just waited for their opportunity. Like you said, the dam was going to break sooner or later, and, you know, uh, fortunate for them, the stars aligned just right, and they took advantage of it. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like for Rem St. Mary's, it's however you can get on, you get on. It's not that these, these guys always go up and hit a bat a 1,000 or a bat, you know, 667 or whatever it may be. They got no problem pushing a bunt down the you, line either. You, you talk about Jackson Bunkers. Jackson Bunkers got on all three times he got up to bat. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Fielder's Choice, uh, Walk, and a Hit by Pitch, I believe, were his three times he got onto the field. He, it doesn't matter. As long as he's advancing a runner, advancing himself, and creating more at bats for his teammates, it does not matter. I mean, you know, it was a really good, like I said, Tate Meyer pitching did a heck of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed like the zone in Carroll is a little bit bigger than the zone in Iowa City, so got pitchers taking advantage of that. And just timely hitting and timely – there was a well-executed suicide bunt, um, a good base hit up the first base side. You know, plays that normally are, aren't are made until this time of the season. Yeah. Um, but it's usually hard to go out and execute it when you haven't practiced it all year. So it's, right. a, it's a good time for these hitters to be ready and to execute. Um, you know, you're going to get you what you're going to get from, you know, Holman, Ortman, and Bunkers. But the rest of the team coming through, Pick played extremely well. Had a couple good, no pun intended, picks at first base. Mm-hmm. He was a wall behind there. Um, yep. That was good for, for a lot of uh, putouts. And, you know, Remsen's playing some solid baseball. Now they go up against the Linville Sully team. Only one loss on the year for the Hawks. 29-1. and it's, it's kind of a, a, a thing where it's the two Goliaths going against each other. You know, Linville Sully is a really good team. They defeated Galen Catholic, as I speak, spoke of earlier. They have, you know, three or four seniors on the roster that are really good. Connor Matson, one of their better pitchers. Um, and then Sam Philby, a really good uh, closer for them, came in uh, and pitched a couple strikes there. Um, they got some guys that can hit the ball, too. Uh, you know, they have on the season – 303 total runs scored, uh, but they have 60 doubles, 10 triples, 13 home runs. You go to Remsen's side, and Remsen, we talk about a team that's a powerhouse, ranked in the top, you know, three all season. 78 doubles, 10 triples, 14 home runs. Pretty identical in stats. They're going to hit guys through. 262 RBIs total for Linville Sully, 272 for Remsen. Mm -hmm. It's a game I think it's going to be kind of like KP and Lisbon. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when when it gets to the state tournament, the eight teams that make it are are supposed to be there. They have proven that they are going to be there, and it doesn't matter if you play a two seed, a six seed, an eight seed. does not matter. Every team is going to give you your best shot, and you're going to play the the best baseball you've seen up until that date. Mm -hmm. So Remsen, you go out. And you're playing another ball game. You're playing a ball game against a really good opponent. You guys are a good opponent too. They have to take it the, the same way. And you know, for Remsen, I think they just if they can keep the runs to a minimum, like they did in the last game, their runs eventually are going to fall through. Um, you know, kind of play the same style. It's going to be a it's going to be a grinded out game, seven innings at least. I feel mm-hmm. for this one. Mm-hmm. This one could we could get some free baseball in. Uh, just going to be a game where you're going to have to 
to grind out some innings. You know, with two outs and runners on, those runners can't be stranded anymore. You have to score them. Uh, and, and I think that the senior leadership with Bunkers and Ortman and Pick and all those guys, you know, they've, they've gotten so close, especially getting so close last year and losing. They don't want to leave yeah. with, without a medal around their, you know, their necks. So I think that it's going to be a, a great game. Just like the Lisbon KP game, I think this game could go extra as another 5-4 matchup our 5-4 ending. Um, hopefully, Remsen, you know, is able to just get away with a victory. Remsen will be the home team in this one as well, too. Uh, so it'll be a good, good matchup there. But it, Linville Sully, like I said, only lost one game on the year. They don't want to lose another one. Yeah. It's going to be a great matchup. But, uh, you know, Linville ended up uh, beating Galen last, uh, yet last night. And they then had by, to fight them off too, man. I, I mean, by a score, of, and yeah. I tell you what, Marty, I, after the fourth inning, when it was eight nothing, I, I didn't want to be the one to count Galen out, but I was I like, thought man, it was curtains myself. I was man. like, man, this fifth inning, I, I was like, at least give me four. I need yeah. four runs yeah. just to make it, you know, it, for you to be able to come back. And they go, we'll spot you three runs on top of that, and then all of a sudden it's a seven to eight ball game. You know, you had the, the Galen crowd was into it. Their pitching was as well. Um, but it just seemed like it was too little too late. They went, uh, you know, they left a runner stranded earlier. That kind of hurt them. And then the last inning um, going kind of one, two, three, one, two, three um, didn't help. Linville Sully ends up advancing. We, I thought it was going to be another game uh, like they did against West Harrison where they scored like six or seven runs in an inning. But, uh, you know, credit to Galen all year making it to, to the – you know the state and going to Carroll, and it's a team that was throughout the year was a team that was down but never out of a game. A super super resilient group, um, and they showed it in their game against West Harrison. They definitely showed it against Linville Sully. I know, I'm sure some Linville Sully fans were sitting back going, "Eight nothing, we got this in the bag." Oh, and all right. of a sudden that fifth inning comes down, and you're like, "All right, uh, we have a one run lead, yep. and all the momentum's on their side." I, I know there were definitely some people thinking that. Uh, mm -hmm. Galen was going to pull another rabbit out of the hat and win this one. Uh, we would definitely wish they would have too. Um, but, you know, all in all, Galen finishes the season with a 23-6 and record, um, one of their best accomplishments yeah. in, in a very long time. Um, and I, I think that, you know, the seniors that leave this group left it in a better place than what they got it. Absolutely. And uh, a resilient group that I know is going to be hungry and back for more next year. Absolutely. Going on to softball. Uh, 1A State, the team made it. Remsen St. Mary's will play Wayne, a team, again, that is, is, is pretty, pretty dominant uh, in the, the state tournament. They met back, actually, uh, if the matchup sounds familiar, back in 2021. Wayne won 7-2, knocked Remsen out of mm. the, the tournament there. Uh, they play at 5.30 tonight. Uh, so after this airs, they'll probably already be done. But you look at a team and – uh, team of Remsen that's loaded with juniors, the team with Wayne loaded with sophomores. A lot of young kids that are coming in. I believe back in 2021, a lot of these kids from Wayne probably weren't even on the team. Right. So it's going to be a lot of, of coaching up saying, hey, back again. I know coaches look at it too. Back in 2021, these are totally two different teams. They're going to play you totally different. Mm -hmm. don't, don't look back and think about it. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe Maya Bunkers was on that team as a freshman. Okay. Uh, so, and then you have probably Marina Cronin on that team as well, too. 
um, playing the eighth grade and freshman year, mm. they they have that sour taste in their mouth from those yeah. uh, the the Wayne Falcons. So good matchup between the two um, on the bump. I would be shocked if anyone but um, Marina Cronin is in there. Uh, she's pitched 21 games on the season for Rems and St. Mary's and basically been a three up, three down machine. 145 strikeouts with a .53 ERA. On the other side, though, for the Falcons, Izzy Moore is just as impressive. Same 21 wins, 157 innings pitched with a 1.82 ERA, but 212 strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, runs are going to be a very, very um, hot commodity to come by in this one. I screams two to one or yeah. one nothing to me. Yeah. This, this is a game where whoever is able to get a runner on – you need to yeah, advance them. That's right. Um, whether it's uh, you know a ball outside the zone that you can you can take off with, um, pass balls are going to be a luxury in this one. Both catchers are solid on both teams, um, so if any chance you can get to advance a runner, you know, you know suicide squeeze, uh, a bunt, anything, sacrifice fly even to get a runner over is going to be huge. Um, the the seating to me, uh, it's a five four matchup. So obviously we knew it was going to be close. Uh, and in record 25 and one and 21 and eight, you know, eight losses for Wayne. You don't want to overlook that. These two teams are really good. I think the matchup that you look forward to if either team wins is probably playing Martinsdale St. Mary's, the top seeded team in all of 1A. But man, this matchup's going to be everything. If you like defense in softball, this is going to be the game for you. I don't see either team exceeding four runs, mm-hmm. and I like a, a like a defensive clinic to be played. Uh, you know, I think honestly, if a team commits an error, that could be the, yeah, the end of the crucial. game. Yeah. So playing a solid, you know, seven, eight, however many innings it takes uh, of, you know, fundamental softball will get you to play. You know, on Thursday. Yep, you'll get it tomorrow. And that's all that any any team is shooting for. Shooting for. Their first tomorrow, all we've talked about since 76, West Monona. Yeah. We'll wrap up our teams here at the, the softball tournament. They're actually playing here in about an hour and a half at 3.30 mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, and they play against the Central Springs team that, uh, you know, we look at it, and West Monona has 15 triples, which I think is just, you know, astronomical, to Central Springs three. But you look down, and seven home runs to West Monona, which is respectable. Central Springs has 30 <laughs> home runs. Yeah. Uh, and they they have a sophomore um, in Sherry Fesler who's hit ten herself. Uh, this this team hits the long ball and hits it very well. And it's going to be a thing that uh, Carly Miller, who I believe will get the nod to start for Westmore, is going to have to limit. Uh, you know, just mixing up you know your changeup, your curveball, your rise ball, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep the hitters guessing because once they're able to time you up, you know Central Springs is. You know, shown that they can put a lot of runs on the board. Their last couple games: six nothing, twelve nothing, nine nothing, six one, and twenty-five to nothing. Wow! Uh, back on the twenty-sixth of June, <laughs> this team can score a yeah. lot of runs, and it's going to be a limit damage thing for West Monona. But you know, West Monona puts up a ton of ton of runs themselves too. You know, you have Casey Miller, Brianna Hill, uh, two really good hitters that have. Uh, 49 and 43 hits to the respected side and then you go to the other side central springs 35 and 32 for their top hitters so a lot more base hits and doubles for west monona a lot of the long ball shots for central springs 
it matches up for a game that's going to be methodically played out. Now, this one I could see being a high-scoring game yeah. uh, between the two. I believe it's a 3-6 matchup. West Monona mm-hmm. got the sixth seed, which I think is a bit pretty disrespectful. Disrespectful, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, like you said, any, if you're any one of the eight teams, you can make it. We saw yeah, last I mean, year. You, you just need a number hanging next to your school name. That's yeah, it. we saw last year Sergeant Bluff, I believe, was the sixth seed. And Lewis Central, the three seed, and Sergeant Bluff went in and, and beat Lewis Central when no one thought that was going to be done. Mm-hmm. So West Monona, just do what you've been able to do. Rely on the, the Millers, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. and then uh, get, some, get some hits from your, your lower classmen. Like I talked about with uh, Brianna Hill, she's done a really good job so far. 25 stolen bases, and then Casey Miller with 44 stolen bases. That's a thing that uh, they do really well is the, the base stealing mm-hmm. is – Really, I think, shifted from from each side. Um, you know, stolen bases allowed, 37 in favor, um, and then uh, 13 for uh, the Central Springs. But if you go look at the stolen bases, 206 West Monona's favor to 87 oh, wow. in Central Springs. So double the amount of stolen yeah. bases. Yeah. Um, you know, West Monona has allowed a couple more stolen bases than uh, – Central has, um, but when you at 206 stolen bases, Marty, a it's free right. base is a free base, and if you get a runner from even just from first to second, a base hits away from from scoring them, and that's what uh, West Monona has been able to do so well, and they look forward to keep doing to keep playing another day. Yeah, exactly, and that stat tells me that you know they got a lot of traffic on the bases um, via walk or a hit, but they're on base, and when you're on base. All you have is an opportunity in front of you when you're at the plate. So, yep, uh, just just playing for your next out, and yep. you know, especially relying on on these gals. And I think the the big thing for West Monona too is it's obviously the first time in a long time that you've been to Fort Dodge. Yeah, don't let the moment get too big, and just play the softball that you've been playing, and everything will figure itself out. You yeah. know, I think they they got a good enough team that they're. They're going to make some noise down in the tournament. And, you know, if it ends up being the last game, you know, make sure you go without go um, out with a fight and let them know, let Central Springs know that, man, we had to earn that one. Yeah. And, and that's all you can really ask for. And I think that they're going to, they're going to do a really good job. And I, I, do, I do see West Monona moving on in this one. I like them over Central Springs. Now, as the, the bracket moves on, we'll have to see who advances. But, uh, you know, West Monona, I think, lives to fight another day. That game, again, starts at 3.30 uh, on Tuesday the 18th, and then they'll, I believe, will play on Thursday and then Friday for the championship game. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Um, just switch gears real quick. A little football note for people out there that are waiting around uh, for the ball to go up in the air on August 25th. Uh, me being one of them, Mitch being the other. Um, we're excited uh, to announce that our high school football preview magazine will be out the week of August 21st. Uh, the kids uh, kick off uh, again that Friday night across the state of Iowa on August 25th. So we're hard and heavy working at it right now, getting all of our content loaded up and uh, laid out for our magazine publication. And our website, uh, sportsinsider.com will have a ton of uh, preseason information on it throughout the month of August. And uh, as you do, we'll, we'll await kickoff. But appreciate you joining us for this episode. Uh, best of luck to the Sioux City, uh, Sioux Lane teams over in state tournament play. And we'll talk to you next time.